All right, so welcome to the Fantasy Football Week 7 episode. Thanks for joining us. So we're going to get into what we really love here. We say it every single time, but we love the fantasy football aspect of it. Yeah, gee, talking talking about NFL action and, you know, yeah. subsequently some betting. Gee, yeah, no, nah, we'll pass on that. We just do that for professionally. <laughs> <laughs> this is the... Uh, if you're listening to this expecting professionalism, you may have tuned into the wrong, wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk about the headlines. That's the fantasy aspect. Um, we are coming off the lowest scoring NFL week in 15 years. Brutal. It was an average of 36.7 points per game for each game this past week. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh, another round of injuries. Uh, anybody who is still holding out hope for Anthony Richardson, who on a, on a point per game basis was QB 16, he's officially out for the year. Uh, Garner Minshew is not going to help you out too much. Justin Fields, who was quarterback four entering week six, he's got a dislocated thumb that he has no timetable whatsoever. So, not only is there no relief for people that had Justin Fields as their quarterback, but that brings everybody else down on that offense. Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention the fact that really it was just DJ Moore and maybe Cole Komet. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, DJ Moore, Cole Komet. And you, now and they're down to their, what, fourth running back? Yep. So it, it things could be very bad. Uh, another, you know, listen, Trevor, he's playing in this game. Tannehill left his last game on crutches. Jimmy G had a bad back. Uh, I mean, if you were starting Tannehill or Jimmy G, you've got bigger problems. Or you're <laughs> or you're in a two-quarterback or Superflex yeah, yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. But, I mean, at, at that point, it, you're almost better off with Malik Willis than you would be. To the quarterbacks. <laughs> Not those quarterbacks. Uh, of course, the big headline... Um, not timetable-wise, but Christian McCaffrey, oh, fantasy's overall number one player, hurt his oblique injury. Now, luckily for his fantasy owners, he scored a touchdown, his 15th straight game with a touchdown. He scored a touchdown before exiting last week's game. Um, they're saying he's day-to-day, but the problem is he plays Monday. So hopefully you're a responsible Christian McCaffrey owner, and you have either uh, Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason just in case. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mason, as of this recording, is owned in 20% of leagues, Elijah Mitchell in 31%. So if you're one of those leagues that's, Apparently not competitive, and these guys are just out there. <laughs> yes. You have to have him because, again, he doesn't play till Monday. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about some of the guys that, that with buys this week. I mean, there are some big players out there on buys. I mean, Burrow's on a buy. C.J. Stroud, if you've been putting him in there because he's been doing pretty well fantasy-wise, he's on a buy. Dak's on a buy. Your running backs, Henry, Derek Henry, Tony, Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon. These guys are people, and all those guys are somebody in everyone's starting lineups. You know, receivers that are on bias this week. You've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Adam Thielen, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins. There's a lot of people on buys here. Yeah. So, oh, I had, yeah. I had every intention of going over that in our start sit segment, but you're right. This is buy again. Yeah. Every so, year there's a buy again. This week is buy again. So, in in a, do you want to do studs and duds first, or do you want me to do my little, uh, my little extra little segment I put in here for today? I mean, you know, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. I, I was going to go over uh, the remaining injuries. Uh, we're without running back 10, uh, David Montgomery, running back 4, Kyron Williams. Uh, there was a Julio signing, not that it matters, but Julio Jones is now an eagle. And a Miko Harbin trade, which means nothing also. Yeah, a, a Miko Harbin trade. I, I, the only thing I thought was funny is how many people really knew he was actually a Jet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Julio Jones, that guy will not go out of my life. He will not stop stalking me. But uh, I, I tell you what, I was going to go into our studs and duds, our, our first segment. Let's do usually. it. Let's go and do it. Let's you do know, it. And then I'll go right into my side, my segment. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I, I like how we're just figuring this out on the fly. All right. Studs and duds from week six. And again, 
points were at a premium. So you're not going to see... Remember a couple weeks back, we had those 52-point performances, Jamar Chase and all these guys, and Tyreek couldn't even crack the top two? Yep. Not this week, my friends. Studs and duds is it's leaving open for uh, interpretation. So hit the quarterback studs. Week six is number one quarterback, number two overall, Tua. 262, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 28 points for Tua. Yeah, but you're playing against a bad Carolina team. Yeah, you were to be expecting it. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. It's 262 because he he got pulled for Mike F and White mm-hmm. by the by the time it was getting. You know, he didn't have to throw. And he was still quarterback number one for week six. Yep. Uh week six is quarterback number two, all the way up to QB nineteen on the season. Dak. 312 total yards, two total touchdowns, 26.8 points for Dak. Yeah, if you were if you were one of those guys needing a miracle on Monday Night Football, and Dak happened to be that guy, he he actually came through. I, I actually used him in the Fantasy Eliminator because yeah. I was like, he's not going to have a better matchup than this matchup yes. against the Chargers, yep. so why not? Uh, a couple other quarterback studs I just wanted to pro- profile. Week six's number three quarterback was Jared Goff. He's quarterback four on the season. Jared Goff, 353 total yards, two total touchdowns, 26.4 points for Jared Goff this past week, up to quarterback number yeah. four. Every single time we talk about it in the preseason, what do we always say? And don't sleep on Jared Goff if you need a backup quarterback, if you don't trust your starter, because Jared Goff always seems to find ways to get it done. Yeah, another guy we were uh, touting all preseason, Sam Howell. He was quarterback uh, number four on week six, quarterback 13 on the season. 13? I I mean, yeah, he had 151 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He had 24 points this past week. Again, he's up to quarterback 13 on the season. Pretty impressive for a guy that wasn't even drafted in most leagues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I should say that when I talk about Goff, I meant Goff on the Lions. (laughs) Goff on the Rams was... (laughs) <laughs> no, no, he was not. Although he did play in a Super Bowl as the quarterback. Yes. I, I, was, I, I wasn't going to say he led them to the Super Bowl, but he played there. Who was Dudley? <laughs> Who was Duddish? Uh, Duddish for the quarterback position. We knew. You brought it up in the main episode. Uh, Bad Baker showed up. <laughs> on, on week six, he was quarterback number 26. Baker, 206 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception, 6.8 points for Baker Mayfield. Which, he was coming off a bye. He had a big matchup against Detroit. We were talking about having Mike Evans and Godwin were going to, uh, you know, maybe help bring his numbers up. Not so much. Yeah. No, it was bad, Baker. And uh, you know who else was bad in week six? Quarterback 25 on the week. Somehow still QB9 on the season, but 25 on the week. Russ, 95 yards passing. Yeah, it was a bad. 95 yards passing. One touchdown, two interceptions, 8.9 points for Russ. Yeah, that game was brutal. They were brutal on on Thursday. That's what I like to say when you talk about Dak on Monday night, where you always you always see like the the, the tweets and uh, all the stuff on uh, on Monday morning quarterback and stuff. They're like, "What do you need? Let's wish it into existence." Stuff like that. But man, there's nothing worse than walking out of Thursday and seeing your quarterback with eight points or something like that. And you go, "Well, that's lost this week. I don't have to pay any attention to what's going on in fantasy football this week." Exactly. Uh on the season, a surprise season dud I I wanted to point out. Again, he's playing right now, but going into this week, Trevor on a point per game basis is quarterback 18. I I'm just People, we thought he was like the end of the top tier quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's going to take that next big leap, you know, bringing in Calvin Ridley, who had a good week one. He was really going to take that step into the next tier. On a point per game basis, he's quarterback 18 on the season. Just kind of a season dud that's a little surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely has been um, less than what you expected. I mean, there's plenty of season left. Let's see what happens, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be talking. 
Yeah, of course, because, you know, a couple weeks ago, even yeah. Justin Fields was like quarterback 16. And yeah, yeah. He worked his way up to quarterback mm-hmm. four, so it doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, some guys that are in the top ranks of the running back position. Week six's number one player overall, Raheem Mostert. He's RB2 on the season, 132 total yards, three total touchdowns, 34 points for Raheem Mostert. Yeah, even with Ashane out, um, Ashane is still in the top five for running backs. I mean, that's how awesome this offense is for running backs right now in Miami. It's literally you could plug anybody. It's like plug and play right now. And Raheem Mostert happens to be the healthy one that is just reaping all the benefits right now. Yeah, I, I, I you know, selfishly to talk about my own team, uh, I lost Justin Fields got hurt and David Montgomery got hurt, and I was still able to truck Walker, our buddy from the Bears and Beers podcast. I was still able to truck him thanks to Raheem Mostert's thirty-four points. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, running back number two on the week. RB3 on the season, Travis Etienne Jr. Just keeps trucking along. He's already scored in the game we're watching right now. Yeah. 83 total yards, two total touchdowns, 23 points for Travis Etienne Jr. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, you know, the, the sad reality of 2023, Kyron Williams has been having a great year. He's RB4. Uh, he scored 21 points this past week. He's RB4 on the season, and now he's going to be all, multiple weeks with an ankle injury. He's averaging 18.5 points per game. It's just kind of unfortunate for for Kyron Williams and a running back yeah. who has been a stud on the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't help but pat myself on the back on that one when I said Kyron Williams will be the starter in the Rams before you. Oh, know you it. you called that early and often in my bold prediction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some guys that were duds. The 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 waiver darling going into the week, uh, Imari Demicardo from the Cardinals. He had three total touches, seventeen yards. 2.7 points for Amari DeMarcado. Yep, that's something that everyone was like, oh, got to get this guy, got to get this guy, and womp, 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 womp. Not so much, my friend, not so much. You know who's having a not-so-much season? Uh, Damian Pierce, RB26 on the season. He had 13 attempts for 34 yards, no touchdowns, no targets in the pass game. 3.4 points for Damian Pierce. Yeah, and they're giving a lot more carries to Devin Singletary than they were giving in the past um, it appears that Damian Pierce is not the guy. Yeah, not not so much. Beat. It is definitely not carried over from his rookie season. And one last note on the running back position before we wrap up the running back position. A special welcome back to Kareem Hunt. He had 12 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 24 yards, 16 points for a welcome back effort for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Best, best scenario for Kareem Hunt was... Uh, was was the Chubb injury because you know he went back somewhere where they they trusted him and they knew what they could get they were know what they were gonna get from him he yeah kind of slid right in there suppose if you go to another team and you never know how it works out or not I mean look Cam Akers moving over to Minnesota that hasn't worked out for anybody no not not so much and and, and if you were a fantasy owner that drafted him in the later rounds and held him this whole time good for you you're mm-hmm. starting to reap some rewards so moving on to the running back or the, I'm sorry the wide receiver position uh, wide receiver number one for week six. I'm on Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself. 12 catches, 124 yards and a touchdown, 30 points for guys who started the sun god. Yeah, sun god, man. He's back. He's back. He's been hurt. He was hurt a little bit. He was dealing with some abdomen injury or something. But, I mean, he's just, he's that good. He's that guy. Despite the injuries, he's up to wide receiver 12 on the season. Yeah. And another guy who's been there the whole year, week six is number two wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Just keeps trucking along. 11 catches, 115 yards and a touchdown, 28 points for wide receiver four on the season, Adam Thielen. Yeah, one thing about Thielen that's crazy is is that there are three wide receivers in the NFL who have 40 touchdowns, 
500 yards receiving. I mean, I'm sorry, 40 catches, 500 yards receiving, and four touchdowns at least. Three, only three people: Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and Adam Thielen. Wow. <laughs> but holding on to that one, but but it's true. Yeah. He's just been the model consistency. He's having an amazing year. Uh, another guy that I just thought was having an amazing year kind of caught my eye when I was doing the review. Uh, wide receiver 14 on the season, Michael Pittman Jr. This guy had an ADP of round seven. Yep. Everybody was crapping on him and saying, oh, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson's not a throwing quarterback. He's going to lose. He had an ADP of round seven, and he's up to wide receiver 14 on the season. So a, a really nice surprise you start from Michael Pittman Jr., yeah. who is one of those guys that's going to benefit from Garner Minshew playing. Yes, yeah. Well, he, he was he was benefiting from everybody right now. He was he was doing pretty well. You know who guy who's not benefited from his quarterback? Oh, I bet you can tell me. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> the guy has... This past week had one catch for 20 yards. Three points this past week. He's wide receiver 40 on the season. DeAndre Hopkins leads our week six duds. Yeah, he, he's it's. I think he's been on there a couple of times now. This is he, not. Yeah, he is just this Tennessee thing is just not a good mix. Um, you have to wonder. I know, like a lot of people are saying, like Devontae Adams doesn't really fit what what the Raiders are trying to do there, and they should try to move him. I mean, at this point, if you're the Titans, how are you not going to move? How are you not trying to move some uh, all of your capital right now? But but that's not what they do. They don't they don't move stuff. They feel like they can just keep trucking away and win that division. And, and the, the the reality is they just can't. So uh, yeah, I, another guy who's kind of been he has like the Amari Cooper effect as far as. He's either on one side of the ledger or not. He's in the, he's there's no in between. Oh Gabe, yeah, Gabe Davis, three catches, twenty one yards, a fumble loss, three points on the week for Gabe Davis. Yep, it's he's one of those guys, feast or famine. And there's a couple duds on the season we're waiting to take off. Uh, some of these first round NFL wide receivers, Quentin Johnston from the Chargers, he's wide receiver one hundred and twenty six. Yep, this season. He's averaging 2.1 points per game, and Mike Williams has been out for a couple weeks. So we are just keep waiting for him to take off. Another mm-hmm. first-round NFL receiver keep waiting to take off, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Seattle. He's wide receiver 86 on the season. He's averaging 5 points per game. So these are just guys, we're just waiting for them to take off. Yep. All right, some guys that have taken off at the tight end position, uh, the studs for Week 6, number one for Week 6, number one on the season, Travis Kelsey. Yes. Nine catches, 124 yards, 21 points for Travis Kelsey, who just keeps doing his thing. We, we tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And a guy who's been taking off lately is flying up these rankings. Week six is number two tight end, up to seven on the season. Dalton Schultz. Four catches, 61 yards and a touchdown, 16 points for Dalton Schultz, and owners that will want to keep trucking along with him. I, our champ Paul, is guy. he just kept trucking along with him. He believed in him, and he's been rewarded the last couple weeks. Yeah, Timmy tried to tell you. <laughs> I, I did. I, I tried to tell you. He's up to tight end seven on the season. So, I, I mean, he's on a bye this week, but he, he has really moved up. Uh, I, I, another guy I could not go on without mentioning at the tight end position, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts actually had a week. He was actually productive for guys like the executive producer that have been sticking on to him. Yes. Sorry, not to cut you deep there, oh, man. Oh, blew me. Blew me away. Blew me away. <laughs> week six game. is number three tight end. Twelve Number tight end 12 on the season, Kyle Pitts. Four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. 14 points for Kyle Pitts. Yep. I, I have no comment on that one. <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. I'm sorry. That I didn't mean to sucks. do that to you. But I, anytime he scores a touchdown, it's news, isn't yep. it? All right, some duds, some guys. Uh, one guy who's definitely been on both sides of this one. We we say it every week. 
Week six, I didn't even know this many guys played the position. In week six, George Kittle was tight end 51. Yeah, like what, one catch for one yard or something? One like that? catch, one yard, one point. Did you know that there was 51 tight ends that played? <laughs> I didn't even know there was 51 tight ends that touched the ball. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how is he tight end 51 on the week? Yeah, George Kittle, one catch, one yard. He's one of those guys you got to keep putting him out there. Yeah. But you've got no choice. When you're talking about happen. San Francisco, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a week where Ayuk doesn't do anything and Kittle gets three touchdowns. Then you're going to have a week where Debo does really something special and Ayuk doesn't do anything. And then you have, you know, you're just going to have, it's just going to be, it's a roller coaster ride when it comes to this. It, it was surprising because this was a game in which Debo got hurt. So you thought Kittle would be one of the guys that benefited, but not so much. Another guy who's been really hit and miss. Um, Logan Thomas, one catch, two yards, 1.2 points for Logan Thomas. Yep who is still tight on 14 on the season. I mean, it just tells you the volatility of the position. And and one little, uh, whatever happened to this guy? Irv Smith Jr. Well, I can tell you what happened to him. Every single year we kept saying, watch out for this guy. Right. And every single year we were wrong. The guy is tight end 57 on the season. He's averaging 2.3 PPR points per game. I'm just kind of like one of those, whatever happened to this guy? Because yep. we keep waiting for him to take off. And it's just, if it's not going to happen in Cincy with that system, yep. it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. All right, Tim, so this isn't going to be a regular thing here, but I wanted to do something because we're already now into week seven, all right, and we're going to do our midseason awards next week. Um, but I wanted to do something which is our, our average, going by average points, which you started doing in this one. That's why I started, like, giggling. I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's doing, he's trying to take my thing. It's at, From average points, I call this segment, PP, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so couple of things I wanted to bring up before I start bringing up the shaming here is Devin A-Chain is averaging 26.2 points per game. As a rookie, unheard of. I mean, before he got hurt, obviously. But just insane production from a fourth-round rookie running back that we did not, that I said I was high on, but I didn't think we were going to get this kind of production from him. I don't think anybody would actually be able to be like, yeah, I called that. I mean, I did call he was going to be... I did draft him for somebody's fantasy team, just not mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the other thing I want to bring up is, is as of right now, Tyreek Hill and PPR is averaging 27.3 points per game. Tim, that is number one of all players. That is more than all the QBs. Really? He is averaging more points per game than every single starting QB in the NFL right now. More than McCaffrey too, huh? Yep. Wow. He's averaging 27.3 points per game. All right. Another thing I wanted to bring up here before I get into my full segment here. Tight end number one, we brought it up. Travis Kelsey averaging 17.7 points per game. Tim, number two is 3.5 points per game below that. So That's your guy, Laporta. As, yeah, Laporta. So if we bring this up, what I say before, what we said before, you are getting a, almost a four-point lead over anybody else's starting tight end when we talked about how important having Kelsey on a team would be, all right? him be, the, 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 the difference between him and tight end number 12 in a PPR league, Darren Waller, who's averaging 9.4 points per game, Tim, is a difference of 8.3 points per game. So you have a range of being of getting a four uh, spotted a four point lead because of Kelsey as much as high as up to eight point three if you have one of those twelve guys. But if you don't, you could be getting like a, a thirteen point lead just because you have Travis Kelsey. And yeah, I think we got a guy in our league that's starting Dalton Kincaid. Yes. It's that's how good 
this guy is. And when I know we were talking about the possibility of could you pick this guy first overall, stuff like that. I understand he missed the first week of the season, but come on. Dude, this guy is insanely putting up production light years ahead of anybody else, any other tight ends. Light years, wow. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let me get into some of now. This is the, this is where I thought I wanted to talk to talk about the PP. Are you kidding me here? Here we go. Joe Burrow averaging 13.8 points per game. Do you know who's who's one tick ahead of him in points per game, Tim? Bryce Young at 14.2. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is where we're getting into some comedy about this stuff. Right above, right above him, Dak Prescott, 16.0 points per game. Do you know who's one tick above Dak Prescott, Tim? Joshua Dobbs at 16.3. Insane the amount of what we think has value and how people keep sticking to him and stuff like that. But you see, these guys are right there. In the the name exact, value is definitely a thing. In the same exact category. Here, let me bring this up to you. The running back position. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here we go. Jonathan Taylor, right now, after two games, averaging 17.9 points per game. Jameer Gibbs, the, the rookie that everyone's making a big deal about at Detroit, 9.7 points per game. Najee Harris, <laughs> 6.7 points per game. Who is right around all those guys? Jalen Warren, Justice Hill, Jaleel McLaughlin, and Alexander Madison, who everyone's trashing all the time. Yeah, you know, it would really suck if you, say, had a fantasy team that had Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris as your top two running backs. That, yeah. that would be a shame, huh? Oh, my God. And if you had Burrow. <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Okay, so now let me get to the wide receivers here. So, wide receivers. All these guys were high picks. We're talking in the top three to five rounds here. T. Higgins, 8.2. Jerry Judy, 8.4. Christian Watson, 7.4. Here are the receivers that are in that. I'm not. I'm not even talking about Puka. We're not talking about these guys that are like way above. You know what I mean? Like having great years and stuff like that. I'm just talking about the guys that are similar to these guys. Tim, Nick Westbrook, Akini. <laughs> I forgot he was in the league. Wandell Robinson. Oh my God. Jaden Reed, and rookie from Arizona, Michael Wilson. That's how, how. That's the quality you're getting when you're starting these guys right now. When you're starting your Jerry Judys, your T. Higgins, and your Christian Watsons right now. And Christian Watson, remember, we talked about in the podcast. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get how Romeo Dobbs is a 12th round pick, but Christian Watson is a third round pick. All right? That totally. was my theme for the whole thing. Yep. Pickens has outscored Deontay Johnson. Yep. Uh, Colton Sutton well, has outscored. I mean, I mean, I didn't use Deontay Johnson because Deontay Johnson got hurt okay. in the first but quarter my point of the first was, game of My the point when we were talking about the episode yeah. is there shouldn't be that big a gap. Colton Sutton has outscored Jerry Judy. That, that was my point. True. All right. So I'm, lo I'm loving this segment. I really am. Tight ends. Pat Fryermuth, 6.5 points per game. Nick David Njoku, 6.6 .6 points per game. Travis Etienne just went in for a second touchdown in the game. All right. Who is equivalent to those guys? Tim, wait until you hear this. Tyler Conklin and a guy I've never heard of. Kylan Granson, a tight end from Indianapolis, is, is averaging 6.6 .6 points per game higher than Friar Booth and David Njoku. <laughs> Isn't that guy on your 16-team dynasty team? No, that wasn't even my, that wasn't <laughs> even that guy. <laughs> that wasn't even that guy. All right, here's another one that's that's that cracks me up here. 
Something else that I brought up before I get done with this. Sorry, I'm moaning because I'm playing against Travis Etienne. Oh, not good. All right, so something else I wanted to bring up here. Tight end nine on the season right now in PPR is Janu Smith, who's not even the starter on his team. The starter on his team is Kyle Pitts. Janu Smith at at, at tight end number nine is higher than Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, and Kyle Pitts. Wow. All right, now Tim, I want to do one little extra thing here before we get into your start and sits here. My start, (laughs) your start and sits. All right, so this is what I call. I want to do a little debate here. This is the droppable list? Question mark. You tell me. Are you dropping these guys? Are you holding them? Sounds like fun. All right, number one, Samaje P Ryan, gone. (laughs) I I literally just dropped it. (laughs) All right. All right. Let me just throw let me throw a little stat here. He's clearly now the number three running back behind Javante and McLaughlin. He's not even really getting on the field. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Drop him. Here we go. Darnell Mooney. He has zero catches in his last three weeks. He is wide receiver 76 on the season. Gone. What was he doing on your team to begin with? Darnell Mooney? Really? I thought he was. I mean, people were probably holding through it at some Gone. point. Gone. Gone. Okay. All right. Sky Moore, wide receiver, 72 in PPR leagues. Gone. Gone, okay. <laughs> Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, 69. He is clearly behind Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas as the second and third options on that team receiving wise. And that's not even a nice 69. I, you, I, I feel like you got to stick it out with him. The talent's there. I agree. I would. I, they, he was the first person I put a uh, hold on. A uh, hold on. Everybody else I put drop. Odell Beckham Jr. He has not been targeted more than four times every game this season. He is currently wide receiver 97. His name is worth so much more than anything else. Gone. Gone? Really? I got Gone. I got no choice. I got I have to start him this week because all of my guys are a buys. Gone. <laughs> all right. Let's get into let's get back into some running backs here. Dalvin Cook, running back number 59. He's averaging 3.8 yard uh, points per game. Fantasy wise, in the last three weeks, his touches are six, six, and four. If you have Brees Hall as your as your running back, then keep him. Otherwise, gone. All right. My last one that I'm going to bring up here, Kenneth Gainwell. He's running back fifty. He's averaging five point nine points per game, but his last three weeks he has touches of six, eight, and six. I'm keeping him. I, I've got him on my one of my teams. I'm keeping him. When was the last time DeAndre Swift finished the season? That's true. Very true. Yeah. I, I think he's definitely, with the way that team runs the ball, I think that he's definitely worth a keep. Am well, I wrong? No, no, not at all. And thanks for humoring me on this on this nice little side project I had working on here. That, that's what we're here for. It's pretty entertaining, though. <laughs> at least we're entertaining. Yes, if nobody, yes. maybe everybody else skipped the segment. Everyone we're entertaining. Like, oh, numbers. Why? <laughs> time for Dad's favorite segment Start him or sit him. Wow, thanks, kids. All right, Tim. <laughs> Go ahead, bud. <laughs> All right. Our, our obligation as a fantasy podcast is to do a start-sit a start segment on the most polarizing guys, the guys at the at the rear, you know, the, towards the end of the rankings that people might have choices on. Now, the quarterback position, you brought up all the guys on by. Burrow, Stroud, Dak, uh, the three other guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields, uh, Jimmy G, uh, Deshaun. We don't know what's going on with Deshaun. I'm going to say this right now. As far as start sit for the quarterback position, I am canceling this position. I cannot. There's 24 guys ranked outside, you know, the games that are in play for this particular podcast. 
I can make a case for literally any of those 24 guys. 24, Tyson Bajan. They're playing a home game against the Raiders, and both defenses are brutal. 23, Desmond Ritter. They finally started using London and Pitts and John U. Smith and Tampa Bay's defense is worse against the pass than the run. 22, Brian Hoyer. See Tyson Bajan. I mean, like, I could literally make a case for anybody, so I can't in good faith tell anybody, hey, whatever you're throwing out the quarterback position and buy him again, I, I can't tell you no. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, obviously, if you've got, if you've got the guys that you know, I mean, you have your you have your Mahomes. Um, Trevor Lawrence is playing in this game. I would say that if you had him, you might as well just keep him in there. Well, I mean, these are must starts. I'm talking yeah. about guys you might consider streaming or like towards the end of the rankings, tight end twelve. Yeah, I don't care. 12. I don't care what the. Uh, I don't care. A rookie, a rookie quarterback like Tyson Bajant does not belong in anybody's starting lineup. I understand you could say you could put an argument up for it, but there's no way you mean to tell me you would start. Bajan over Goff, or you would start um, Bajan over. I'm trying to think of something. That's what I'm saying. When I looked at the names that were like in ESPN's rankings at quarterback, like 14 to 18, there was nobody I could really ask you about that you might consider sitting. I mean, Jordan loves playing against a porous uh, Denver team. That's what I'm saying. There isn't anybody who's playing this week. That, that has a brutal matchup that you have to uh, avoid. I'm not talking about matchups. I'm talking about you're not putting a Tyler Bajan, you're not putting a Brian Hoyer in there unless it's like a 2QB league and you have absolutely no other choice. Can I move on to running backs? Yes, please. Okay, running back position. Uh, again, Bob McGinn's really killing this position. you got Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, King Henry, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce, kind of, the Carolina back. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on a bye. Injuries, uh... Christian McCaffrey's going into Monday's game, questionable. David Montgomery, Kyron Williams, Con- James Conner, Kyle- Khalil Herbert. So you might have to consider some guys you might not normally consider at the running back position. Sure. Um, what about Gus Edwards against the Lions? No. Gus, the, the Lions are the first number one ranked rushing defense. And not to mention the fact that it, it, not only the number one rush defense, it, the, the Baltimore's going to get a majority of their yards from Lamar Jackson. Mark it down right now. Lamar Jackson will outrush whoever leads the Baltimore running backs in rushing. No, yeah. I agree. ESPN has him at 28, which puts him squarely in the flex position. I, I can't see a, you know, yes, could he accidentally run into a, a score that might make his fantasy week? Yes, but I can't see a scenario why I would consider Gus. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him out there. But I'm just saying at 28, that puts him squarely in the flex position. Yeah, yeah, yeah 28 does is two and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> thank, thank you for helping me with the kindergarten math on that one. Appreciate that. Uh, what about A.J. Dillon against the the Broncos? Oh, man. Right? I mean, no, because I, I think Aaron Jones is back, and I, I trust Aaron Jones. I don't trust A.J. Dillon. I mean, I'm in a 16-team dynasty league. I have no choice but to start him because I don't have anybody else, really. Um, but, yeah, no. Just That's no. the thing is, normally the Broncos defense, if you're a running back, you're trying to take advantage of that. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I can't, with, with Aaron Jones back, I can't in good faith tell people to put A.J. Dillon out there. Um, now, one guy who has a clear path to touches this past uh, this next upcoming week, what about Royce Freeman? Uh, against Pittsburgh, too. I mean, it's Zach Evans, Royce Freeman. Man, I'm just saying Freeman's the veteran, so they're probably, if you're talking about pass protection, they're probably going to trust Royce Freeman to be out there a little bit more than this rookie who, who probably is not the best at pass protection. True, but, I mean, if he's going to be out there 50% of the snaps, that means a majority of the ones he's going to be out there are the pass protection ones. Right, which means PPR points if you, if you dump it out of the backfield like the Danny Woodhead effector. 
Yeah, I still Royce Royce Freeman has Royce Freeman ever really moved the needle? I mean, he had some good he had some good games in Denver. Okay, <laughs> I just I'm I just think, saying. I, think, I just did you hear the name of guys I read off that are on a buy or yes, injured? Yes, I understand. I just I mean, you have to be in pretty bad shape if you're looking at Zach Evans or Royce Freeman. Absolutely. How about Craig Reynolds, the Lions running back at Baltimore? Um, no, nah. I, I mean, if he inherits the Montgomery role on that team, he's in, he's inheriting both roles. I don't even think Gibbs is going to play either. So he's kind of by default the only running back there. So I I guess I would start Craig Reynolds over either one of the Rams running backs you just brought up. All right. What about Craig Reynolds or Jaleel McLaughlin? Man, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin is actually consistently putting up points, so I would stay with Jaleel McLaughlin. All right, awesome. That was a fun segment right there. Was it? <laughs> fun for me. Wasn't it seemed painful for me to be like Rams running backs? You're like, oh, my God. It's by again. We have to help our friends out there. By Mageddon. All right, wide receiver position. Sounds like my wife at Target. By Mageddon. Oh, hey Or my wife with Amazon. Uh. All right, uh, buys. We got, uh, for wide receiver, we got CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Adam Thielen, Garrett Wilson, and Nico Collins all on a buy. Injuries. Debo's questionable. Oh, by the way, Justin Jefferson's still not back. So, I mean, people could be in dire straits at the wide receiver position. Let me ask you about Josh Downs. I like Josh Downs. And you know what? Uh, Cleveland, um, for as much as, as they are really good defense... Number one versus the pass. Yeah. I, I, ju- I like Josh Downs, and I think even... This guy could this guy could get you five, six catches in a PPR league. Um, in a PPR league, he might be able to get five, six points just on catches alone. I mean, so maybe he gets you, maybe he only gets you eight points. But if it's better than nothing, I mean, you know, let's say you lost T. Higgins. T. Higgins was only averaging eight points a week anyway. So go ahead and throw Josh Downs out there if you have to. Oh, I'm well aware of T. Higgins' status. Uh, what about Wendell Robinson? Wendell Robinson? Yeah, him too. Once again, we, we brought it up before. He's he's putting up the same amount of points as Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, T. Higgins. That's um, why I asked. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, you know, I, now, honestly, like. The downside the, is that uh, A, he can't stay healthy. B, he plays for the uh, Giants. Well, yeah, and the Giants have, like, the Giants are kind of like, uh, like the Patriots. They have a whole bunch of receivers, but nobody moves the needle. Yeah. I just, you know, like I said, Washington football team's defense is 27th versus the pass. So I, I was trying to find somebody who could try to take advantage of that with. I thought one, uh, Wondell Robinson might be the, the, the best possible guy. Yeah, well, I just, I don't trust, I don't trust any of those running, I don't trust any of those Giants receivers to consistently put up points. It seems like it's just a... a just a carousel of, of, okay, now this guy up, that guy up. I mean, the guy who's completing the most, the, the two longest passes they've completed all season were both to Jalen Hyatt, who then goes dark for two straight weeks and doesn't connect, doesn't catch any passes. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Another defense you try to pick on is the Denver defense. So what about Jaden Reed? I like Jaden Reed. I, I, I do. I like Jaden Reed. I like Dobbs. I like both of those guys better than I like where people are drafting Christian Watson or what you're paying for him in DFS. I'd prefer to have either one of those guys in DFS over over Christian Watson with how much you got to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel with, with all the guys injured or on a bye, Denver is one of those defenses you try to pick on. So I kind of liked him. Yeah. Let's talk about some tight ends. Yay. All right. The guys on bye, we got Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz, 
and some other guys nobody's using. Uh, some injured guys. <laughs> Jawan Johnson's injured. Uh, Fryermuth, we're not sure what's going on with his hamstring. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is concussed. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're like, I can, I can make a legitimate statement for every single quarterback on why you should start him. I don't understand how it's not the same for tight ends right now. Because <laughs> there's some pretty brutal guys out there. Uh, Gerald Everett's having a terrible year. What do you think about Gerald Everett against the Chiefs? Gerald Everett scored a touchdown, didn't he, with the Chargers last week? Okay, and the rest of the time he's tight end 20 yes. this season. Yeah, I understand. He scored one touchdown all year. Yeah, that was, that was, that was on Monday night. <laughs> One. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. <laughs> but at this point. All right. <laughs> Next, Michael Mayer at the Bears. I like Michael Mayer. I, I well, like I'm aware. him. Yeah. It, it, he's one of those guys that I was talking about, those rookie uh, rookie tight end tight ends. Uh, him and, and Musgrave, I like both of them this week. I'm just saying, like, he he's tight end 38 on the year. He's averaging 3.6 points per game. That being said, he's playing against the Bears defense. Well, then, and he just took over being, like, the starting... Uh, tight end. He just had three catches last week. I think he's on the uptick. Any love for Dawson Knox this week with Kincaid probably out? Against Playing the, the Patriots? Sure. Why not? I mean, yeah, at this point with the with Buffalo, if if the guy's got no competition like Gabe Davis and uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, uh, you know, at this point, it should be all hands on deck. The Patriots are terrible. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I think I found a name you'll say no to. Yes. Trey McBride. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, whatever. No. I just, you know, I don't, uh, no, I don't like it, sir. I do not like it. That was another award-winning uh, <laughs> award start-sit segment brought to you by the Puntagubi Podcast. All right, Tim, DFS time. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to get us started here. I think you're going to see uh, a couple of people here from, from similar games here. I think we might be bump, might be, uh, you know, just going along with it here. I didn't know which one to go with. Jordan Love, Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, Russell Wilson. Ah, it's Jordan Love. It's Jordan Love at 5,800, all right? We're going to Denver. Denver can't stop anybody. Give me Jordan Love at 5,800. Um, I... Paid, I feel like I paid up a little bit here. I'm going Kenneth Walker the third here for seven thousand as my running back. I think Arizona's uh, trash, and I think that uh, you know Kenneth Walker will get a, get me a couple of scores hopefully on that one. Um, my my other running back Brian Robinson Jr. You got a, a a Giants team that can't protect, that can't get to the can't get can't stop the run. Uh, give me Brian Robinson Jr. at fifty eight hundred. I paid up for my wide receiver. If I'm going to pay up for something, I'm going to pay up for Cooper Cup. 9,500. I feel like this guy's going to get a lot of catches. I feel like Pittsburgh um, has a hard time stopping the pass when they're passing the ball frequently and quickly. And Stafford's going to trust Cup because that's can, what he does. Can I say, I was really tempted on him. That price is huge. 9,500 for Cooper Cup. It's a huge price, but man, was I tempted. Yeah, that guy, the guy averages like 24 points a game, the fantasy points. I mean, the guy just consistently keeps doing it. All right, so that means because of that, I got to go a little bargain bin shopping here. I went down a little bit here. 5,700 wasn't straight out of the bargain bin, but it was it was a little bit. Zay Flowers. Give me Zay Flowers. Give me the Rook. I got a lot of rookies on this team. Uh, I got a lot of young guys on this team. Um, my third wide receiver, give me Curtis Samuel, 4,000. The guy runs. The guy runs a lot of reverses. He seems to be the second option now behind McLaurin because Jahan Dotson just disappears at times. All right. We got to go a little bit cheaper. We couldn't go splurge up here for the Kelsey, which I know Tim's going to bring up because he always brings up Kelsey on tight ends. All right. But 
I'm going to go on a limb here. If I got Jordan Love, I might as well pair him up with somebody, and I'm pairing him up with Luke Musgrave at 3,300. I'm going for it because you know what a pairing you aren't going to see in most DFSs? Jordan Love and Luke Musgrave. You got me there. <laughs> All right. My flex position, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Drake London at 5,100. Wow. I am going to take a shot at Drake London is going to continue to put up big points here. He's had a couple of good weeks here. Let's Let's see if we can keep it going. And the defense, I'll pay 3800 Give me the Raiders' defense against Tyson Bajit making his first career start in Chicago. I mean, the Raiders' defense can get to the quarterback. And, I mean, let's face it, every single Bears game I feel like you're watching, there's always a fumble return or an interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, no, I hear you. My, my theme this week was find the really good game on the matchup, pound on it, because there was a lot of guys that are value that I like. And I'm actually going to talk about them after I give them my lineup. I thought there was a lot of guys that are good values on DraftKings. So, that being said, my quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. They're hosting the Chargers on the main slate. That's the highest total. So, I, I'm just going to go with it. So, Patrick Mahomes, 8,300 for Patrick Mahomes. My running backs, uh, Latavius Murray is at, the, is at the Patriots. I don't know if you heard, but the Patriots are brutal. Uh, Damian Harris is hurt. He actually left the game in an ambulance. So I, I think Latavius Murray has a nice opportunity. And at 4,400, I thought that was great value. My other running back, Javante Williams. I don't know if you heard, but um, they need to run the ball because the Packers' def rush defense is not very good. And it only cost me 5,400. Now, I saved some money at the wide receiver position so I can get my other guy in. But wide receiver number one, a guy I really like this week in both fantasy and DFS, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, the Patriots... Are, are playing Buffalo. They're going to have to throw the ball, even though they don't want to. They're going to have to. So Kendrick Bourne's been the most consistent guy in the Patriots, and he only cost me 4400 Uh Another guy who's been very consistent and is in that same game, Joshua Palmer. I'm sorry, not in the Buffalo game, but in the game I'm pounding on, that Kansas City Chargers game. Uh, Joshua Palmer, he's 4800 Another guy I wanted to pair with, Patrick Mahomes, Rashi Rice. I think he's been the most consistent non-Kelsey. Uh, at 4700 I, I think I'm going to get him at that price before he starts going off and gets a higher price. Yeah, Rashi Rice was the one person I could not fit. In. Exactly, yeah. Tight end Travis Kelsey. If I'm going all in on the Chiefs against the Chargers' pathetic past D, I, I'm spending money on Travis Kelsey and his 8000 My flex, Aaron Jones. Again, I'm not sure if you heard, but Denver's rush defense is not very good. So 6800 for Aaron Jones. My defense, the Seattle Seahawks. They are hosting Arizona and Joshua Dobbs, and it only cost me 3200 Yeah, Joshua Dobbs has turned the ball over five times in the last two weeks. Yeah, he, he has become Joshua Dobbs. Just some other guys that thought were value DFS, if you're looking to go for bigger names. Royce Freeman, I think he gets the PPR points. He's 4000 Uh Kendrick Bourne, not just in DFS, but in fantasy as a whole. This week they play Buffalo. Next week he plays Miami. He's only owned in 21% of leagues. Our savvy champ picked, picked him up right before I could. Uh, so Kendrick Bourne, go ahead. Uh, he's playing right now. Uh, Rashid Shahid. He's wide receiver 25 on the season, and he's only owned in 17% of leagues. A guy I think you should stash, Jalen Hyatt. He's a speed threat. The team's 1-5. When the season starts going downhill, I feel like they're going to get him out there, and he's got one of those guys that might run into things. He's only owned in 2.1% of leagues, and on DraftKings, he's three grand. So if you're trying to win a tournament, he's one of those guys that could actually run into a couple long touchdowns and a three grand. He's almost free. Yeah. Uh, a guy, I think, up for both, Devin Singletary. Now, he's not on the DFS slate this week. People aren't going to think about him as far as picking him up in fantasy because they're on a bye. 
but I feel like he's kind of taking the running back position from the Houston Texans. He's only owned in 26% of leagues. Get him now before everybody tries to get him next week when his projections are higher on the list when you sort. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more guy. If you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league, another guy I talked about, Devin Singletary, people are going to forget because Houston's on a bye. Tennessee's on a bye. Ryan Tannehill left the London game on crutches with an ankle injury. So if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league, Malik Willis is owned in .2% of leagues. 0.2%. He's going to get you some of the elements of run. Uh, guys who had a, a Anthony Richardson. If you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league, I think you can do worse than scooping Malik Willis. Yeah, awesome, man. Great great info right there. I love it. Are, are you mocking me? Or? No, I did. It was great. It was great as far Six, as picking people up. Yeah. There you go. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's a good point, Tim, with all those players. The one thing that I really liked, um, even going into this week, was Rashid Shahid. But I just could not. I have, I have a lave in almost every single one of my teams, and I just could not have two Saints on my team. Because let me tell you, sometimes these Saints, we're watching this game right now, and it is brutal. Yeah, they're at home, and they're getting trucked easily by the Jags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So, a couple other things here. Uh your your eliminator picks, I mean, really Seattle seven and a half my against uh, Arizona, um, Buffalo obviously uh, playing against a, a, a very bad right now uh, New England team. Um, fantasy eliminator, hey, still moving along, Tammy, you're still hanging out too, aren't you? Good, just hanging on. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna give my fantasy eliminator this this week. I'm going a little bit uh, a little bit off the reservation here. I'm gonna try a couple of things here. Try to move on here. I'm going a little daring. I don't want to burn all my best players here. I'm gonna go Russell Wilson as my quarterback. I'm gonna take Josh Jacobs as my running back against the porous Bears uh, run defense. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Baltimore connection here. I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. <laughs> So the former Raven. Marquise oh, I was going to say, did I miss Marquise Brown? No, no, no. But Marquise Brown was was on there. Hollywood but, and Mark Andrews. Um, and then I'm also going to take uh, Harrison Butker as my tie breaking kicker. So there's our fantasy eliminator, Tim. What do we have coming up next week? Something we did that was fun. Um, as you can tell, we kind of make it up as we go, and we just decide what's fun, and if it's not, we ditch it. Um, except for the start set segment, still going. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's still here, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, something we did fun last year that I thought was fun is now that the regular season for fantasy is 14 games because the NFL season is 18. After week seven last year, going into week eight, we did the Fantasy Midseason Awards. And I thought that was fun. So that's something we're bringing back next week. Uh, if you enjoyed it last year, come back for it. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I thought it was fun last week. If you have some guys you want us to consider for the Midseason Awards, hit us up on X. You know, uh, hit us up even in our group chats or whatever. Somebody you want to highlight from the Midseason Awards, shoot it out to us because I think it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, it usually always is when we when we get a list together and do these kind of things. Um, last season we had a we had a lot of fun with it. Um, I believe our our midseason MVP and our end of season MVP was was the same person. Was of course Travis. Kelsey. Yeah, it was Travis Kelsey. Just the advantage he gives you over the other guys. Now that does that doesn't mean this year he will be. Yeah, you know. Hey, after we just talked about it in this podcast, he's that he's that far ahead of uh, most of the other tight ends. Well, I I know a running back in Miami that's having a pretty good year that nobody saw coming. Well, I, I, I well yeah, but that's not that's not MVP. We're you know we'll see we'll see. All right, all right, guys. Thanks for checking it out. Good luck with your fantasy football this week. Good luck with your bets. Good luck with watching football. Hope your hope your home team wins. Hope your fantasy team wins. 
hope your kids win their pig their their uh, pee wee football games because that was almost over. I, I hope you're not playing against Travis Etienne Jr. as well. Yeah, not like Tim, huh? Yeah. No, getting, yeah, getting trucked along. Good thing I got a lot of Oktoberfest left for my um, for my Sunday. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. <laughs>